You're listening to Simply Katie. Welcome to the chaos. Hey there, bestie. I hope you're having an amazing weekend. This weekend, I did two social events. Yep, you heard that right. I don't mean to brag, but two times I left my house to socialize. I went to an amazing lunch at this really awesome sandwich shop, I guess. It's called Fryer Tucks. Um, it's in Fairbanks, and they have hot sandwiches and cold sandwiches, but the best part is you can order beer and wine, and the beer is on tap, and a lot of it was local. I thought that was pretty cool, and you can also order things, you know, like Dr. Pepper, whatever. Anyways, um, I totally recommend it if you're in the area because the sandwich I had, I had a French dip, and it was so good. They also had things like pot stickers and cheese fries, and if you know me, I'm a sucker for both of those things. But I also went to a birthday party, and I know, huge step for Katie. <laughs> now here's what's funny, you guys. I always talk about how I have social anxiety, and it totally cracks me up because people are always like, no way, you absolutely do not have social anxiety. You're so bubbly and funny, and whenever you're at an event, like you always crack me up. False. I do. You're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, I use comedy and my own personal embarrassment to distract from feeling anxious. But this is nothing new. I have been this way for as long as I can remember. I had total class clown syndrome. Anybody who was in high school with me or goes to high school or knows me or is just socially awkward like I am, um, I would make jokes when I got nervous to try to distract from myself. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, and I became the butt of an even bigger joke. Um, but social anxiety is when social interactions cause this like overwhelming, crazy, irrational anxiety, right? So this can cause a fear, like an intense fear, embarrassment, self-consciousness, you know, like the whole shebang. Now, when you have social anxiety, you have this fear of being judged. You have this like crazy fear of being humiliated, fear of offending somebody, or even being concerned about being publicly embarrassed. Like for me, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm like super afraid that I'm going to drop something or <laughs> knock over a whole in display because yes, I have done it before. And, um, it was mortifying or like what if I rip my pants that would be horrible right surprisingly social anxiety is one of the most common mental health disorders if you didn't know now you know a lot of people refer to it as SAD SAD for social anxiety disorder I love the comfort of knowing that I'm not alone and knowing that a lot of people have um, social anxiety they say that there's over 200,000 cases a year, which doesn't sound like a lot when you realize that there's like a billion people in the world. But I think that that's just cases that are um, talked about with the doctor, I guess. Maybe some people don't. I don't blame them. Maybe that's nerve-wracking, right? So um, when you have social anxiety, the fear of being judged is horrifying, right? And you could get it while talking to someone you've never met, like a stranger in a grocery store, or when somebody makes an awkward comment at Starbucks and you turn around and you're just like, hey, hey, 
like, I want to talk to you, but I don't know you. And um, so, yeah, but your joke was funny. And you give like that awkward, like, giggle laugh or that strange thumbs up and people think that you're weird. Um, it could also affect having a relationship, going to parties, or, you know, being the one to walk into a room or start a conversation with somebody. Like, imagine getting invited to a party that started at 7, right? You're like, sweet, dope, I'm totally going to go to this party. And then you're like, I have to be there at 6.40 because I need to be there, like, before anybody gets there. Just because if I'm there before anybody gets there, then they can't see me walk into the room and they can't judge my outfit or judge my makeup or what my hair looks like or, you know, the way I walk in the door or whatever. Or... (laughs) You could be that person like me who shows up on time or late and you have to like give yourself this mental pep talk in the car like, okay, I've got this. I'm awesome. I'm funny. People are going to think I'm funny. I'm going to go in there like I'm busting out of the cardboard box like Woody from Toy Story throwing the finger guns, you know. It never works out like that. That would just be really bizarre if you walked into a party like that. But, I mean, I would do it. (laughs) Um, you know you do this and you talk to yourself out of fear of being judged and you think that if you can control the situation first that maybe it'll have a different outcome (laughs) you know and having in social anxiety can make you fear a lot of things that people would consider consider normal you know like eye contact (laughs) and light conversation like whenever you're somewhere and someone's like hey how are you and you're just like yeah, um, I'm good, I guess, I don't know, and you're like fidgeting with your hands, your palms are sweating, because why are you talking to me, (laughs) or staring at your shoes when someone's talking to you, and then they think that you're disrespectful, because, well, you know, you're not looking at them, um, what some people would consider normal, we may consider extremely uncomfortable, right, and, I think that some people just don't get that. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I think you get to this point that you absolutely feel like life could just fall apart for having a conversation. And not every person, you guys, with social anxiety is the same. Let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about some personal stories. And I'll share with you some embarrassing moments that you might find funny that I found horrifying. Let's take a quick minute and discuss social media. I mean, come on, let's be real. All of us use it in some way, shape, or form, right? For me personally, I know I love Facebook and Instagram. If you do too, and would love to be a part of my Instagram and Facebook journeys, you should check us out. When you check us out, you get a chance to see life behind the mic and the face. Shoot me a follow and join in on the party. Our Instagram is simply Katie Podcast, all one word. And our Facebook page is simply Katie. Look forward to seeing your face. All right, so embarrassing story time. Well, I've got a few of them for you actually because who doesn't like a few stories? Um, but for me with social anxiety, everybody's going to be different. Some people are going to be able to manage certain things and not manage certain things. 
Uh, like for me, I don't have an issue with public speaking. You could put me in a room full of like a million bazillion people. I mean, you shouldn't do that. But if you did, I could talk about things that I'm passionate about or whatever without having an issue. I grew up doing plays and musicals and that was exciting for me. Um, I may or may not have pictured the entire audience in their underwear, but I made it through. But things that are absolutely just a no-go for me are any sort of party or social event. Here's why. That crap gives me intense anxiety. Why? Because I don't like people. I'm just kidding. I like you guys. But I don't like a lot of other people. Mainly strangers. <laughs> I hate phone calls. I don't like talking on the phone. Unless I like really love that person or that person makes me happy. Otherwise, I will probably ignore your call and reply with a text saying something like, Hey, did you call? Because I am that person. <laughs> I think my biggest fear with social events is offending somebody or being judged, right? I understand my personality is very blunt, very honest, and outspoken. And I'm truly shocked and surprised that just not everybody likes that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am not shocked or surprised. Um... It's definitely not for everybody, right? And, <laughs> you know, I, if you've seen me at a party or a social event and I actually went, I was probably very, you know, just kind of dancing or being weird or telling jokes because that's what I do. But I don't know about you guys, but social anxiety can give you these weird symptoms, right? Like these weird feelings. You can get stomach aches. You can feel nauseous, dizzy, your body can be tense, you can like, I don't know about you guys, but when I get anxiety, I put my hands in my fists, or I'll scratch the top of my hands, um, you can have trouble breathing, rapid heart rate, dry mouth, a lot of craziness, and you know, people might be like, are you okay, and you're like, I am not okay, <laughs> um, now, for me, I usually get symptoms like this, shortly before having to do something that makes me anxious. Like, if I have to be at a party at 6, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, while I'm getting ready, I'm just tweaking out. You know what I'm saying? Some people, though, they may have this happen days, weeks, or even months before something. Like, you know you have something coming up that, like, you're dreading. Like, your your stepmom's cousin's uncle's nephew's niece's dog is getting married. And, well, you just have to see a lot of people that you don't want to see. <laughs> Gosh, that would be quite the wedding, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Whack. Uh, but the hardest part for me is how I analyze the situation afterwards. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, I will go to a party or a wedding or whatever, and afterwards I'm thinking, am I going to look good in the photos? Did I wear the right outfit? Were people talking about me after I left? Did people judge me? Did people think my hair was crazy? Did I have bad breath? <laughs> Did I tell a distasteful joke? Which was probably yes. Now, here's what I find interesting, you guys. There are so many reasons that could cause social anxiety disorder. And there's studies that say that it could be caused... Um, there's this part in your brain, right? There's this nice little cozy part in your brain called the amygdala and the amygdala is the part of your brain that um, controls your fear response so 
your fight or flight, you know, situations like that, that comes from your amygdala in your brain. I know, that was a big word. Yay, claps for Katie. But it can become overproductive. So you're constantly throwing out this fear response when it's not necessarily the time to be doing so. Crazy, I know. Mine's probably having a rave constantly in my brain. That's probably why I'm afraid of everything. Thanks a lot, anxiety. Um, they also say, though, that it could be linked to a history of abuse, like childhood abuse, um, getting bullied growing up, being teased growing up, which, you know, when I look back on it, mine is probably stemmed from being bullied growing up, among other things. Um, but you also have more of a chance of being a person with social anxiety if you came from over-controlling or overbearing parents. And, um, you know, that's nothing against anybody's parenting style. I'm not here to attack you, so don't at me. <laughs> but um, if you came from a household like that and you have social anxiety, that could have been part of it. It could also have developed from being shy as a child. You know, that's, that's very key too. But I feel like shyness could also fall in under those things. Whatever, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Anyways, regardless... At the end of the day, I totally understand how frustrating it is. And it can affect and hit everyone differently, you guys. Oh, you know, because a lot of times it'll trigger feelings of depression, oversensitivity, especially to criticism. And I am a very extremely overly sensitive person. I used to think it was like a superpower to be sensitive, but now I think that it is like a flaw. I'm too sensitive. It can also cause a very low self-esteem, you guys. And, you know, if you think about it, being overly sensitive and having a low self-esteem can absolutely add to social anxiety because if you are already not confident in yourself and you're already hypercritical and hypersensitive, you're going to go into every situation nervous because of the way that you feel about yourself in the beginning. So here's a massive, huge, for instance, situation, okay? When I was in high school, which I know was obviously the best time of everybody's life, including mine, not really, <laughs> but I would get invited to go to the lake in the summer. We had this lake growing up um, where I lived at, and it was called Lake Como, and it was gorgeous. Everybody went out boating, uh, hiking, camping, fishing, whatever. I remember countless times going there. However... Um, I would get invited to go up with like groups of friends in the summer and whatnot. And honestly, like nine times out of 10, I would decline. Here's why <laughs> I was terrified to be around those groups of people. And, um, you'd really only ever find me at the lake with like one or two people. Like one of the people I went to the lake with constantly was my friend Tessa. We were there all the time. In fact, funny story one time off topic we were walking on the beach and it was like almost dark and there was this snake and I'm not even kidding you. The snake was like the size of an inchworm or like an earthworm. It was not very big, but I was so terrified. I went running down, running, like booking it down the sand, tripped, fell. It was a huge mess. She left. End of story on that. But, um, <laughs> I hated wearing a bikini. I was terrified of my body. I thought my body was weird. I didn't like the way it was shaped. I hated that I had like bigger thighs. I hated that my body was just like weirdly proportioned. 
I had these tiny feet, which if anybody knows me, I have like these very tiny baby feet. And I'm so self-conscious of them because I feel like my body is so disproportioned from my feet. But, you know, I think about it now and I'm like, good golly, man, I would take that body back now. <laughs> you know, a few kids later, I'm like, I could go for looking like that again. I'm sorry that I didn't appreciate you when I was younger. But I got bullied a lot in middle school and high school. And it caused a lot of anxiety and depression for me. I grew up hating myself, hating who I was, hating being around people. Um, you know, and I tried to reinvent myself. I tried to push off having social anxiety and be that person that was at parties. But then most of the time I ended up being that person in the corner. <laughs> and to be like, you know, very honest, whenever I was younger, the only way I could get through being at parties was if I was drinking alcohol because, well, you know, alcohol makes you a super fun person to be around, right? <laughs> but that was the only way I could like be social and hang out with people. Obviously, I've gotten better over the years, but it was really hard. And, um, you know, I was always told I was too sensitive or I looked like a boy or I dressed weird. You guys, I'm about to be 28 years old and those things still bother me. <laughs> and they keep me from going to things now. Like, I try so hard to literally get out of every single social event possible because I'm afraid of what others will say about me. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I've been invited to birthday parties. Like, my kids have been invited to birthday parties. And I will be like, I'm sorry, I have the flu. Or, I'm sorry, Luca is sick. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you've heard me say that about your child's birthday party, I'm sorry. I'm sure it was a real banger. <laughs> but I just, I can't do it. I If I knew everybody there and it was like a smaller party, I'd probably go. But like when I get invited to these like wild, elaborate kids' birthday parties where there's like 7 million people there, that triggers my anxiety. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'll try to be better in the future if your child has a birthday. Um, <laughs> but I cancel, I cancel that. Um, I've honestly kept Luca, and this sounds really horrible, but I just have kept him from doing like soccer and stuff, partly because I just don't think he's ready but also because I'm terrified to be around other parents. <laughs> and, you know, like, I don't even know anything about soccer. So you imagine me, like, sitting there being that parent, like, go kick the ball and get a home run. I'm not, I'm not that dumb. It's a goal, obviously. Um, but I don't know anything about sports like that. Now, if he played baseball, I'd be all about it as long as I could watch from my car. <laughs> Now, the issue with all of that, you know, as much as I laugh and whatever, I'm not hurting myself, but I'm also hurting my kids because I'm preventing them from being social. So then I wonder, am I also creating a further cycle of people who will have social anxiety because they were not around people? Now, how can we prevent this? How can we, I don't want to say prevent it. How can we get through this, right? How can we control our anxiety to be able to be better in situations? You know, and if you asked people on Facebook, here's the answers you'd get. Um, you know, try putting some lavender oil on. Lavender oil calms and fixes all your problems. Um, you know, just get over it because, uh, uh, duh, everybody can just get over anxiety. Um, <laughs> But uh, breathing, breathing really helps you guys. There are different techniques you can do um, to help slow your 
breathing, to focus on your breathing, that kind of helps you get through anxiety situations. Um, it helps you to relax yourself. It helps you to recenter, which is huge. Um, another thing that I have found out or found to help me is music, you guys. Whenever I start to feel too anxious, I'll put on a song that's a real banger or just like gets my vibe and um, soothe myself through that. They also say things like, you know, exercise can help, like people who are more physically active, who are feeling more comfortable with themselves, are genuinely less likely to have an attack from social anxiety. Um, a big other thing you guys can do is prepare yourself for a social event, right? So if you know you're going to a birthday party and you know that Brenda from the grocery store is going to be there and you know that Brenda likes cats, maybe think of fun facts about cats to talk about with Brenda because then you have yourself an ally at this party. You'll feel a little more safe, a little more secure. You can show her some cat videos on YouTube. <laughs> you know, that might help. Um, and start small, you guys. Like, don't feel like after listening to this, you're like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to go research cats, watch cat YouTube videos, and go to a wedding. No, don't do that. <laughs> that would be a bad idea. But, you know, if you get invited to, like, a little get-together with a few women, go. Step out of that comfort zone. I didn't like socializing, and I realized after getting out of my comfort zone, thanks to a friendly push from somebody who cares about me a lot, I realized I enjoyed myself. It was scary at first and I was nervous. But once I got comfortable, I figured out that I had a lot of fun. Um, so even if it's just scheduling a lunch with a friend, start small. And try to take the focus off yourself, guys. So whenever you are there and you're having conversation... Maybe try learning about other people around you. Maybe try listening to other conversations. It might help distract you from what's going on in your head, help you calm down a little bit, help you refocus. And maybe, you know, another thing is if you're starting to have these thoughts in your head, talk back to them in your head. I know that sounds crazy, and I promise you're not crazy. But if you start thinking, oh my gosh, people are probably totally judging my outfit. Think to yourself, you know what? I love this outfit. I got this shirt. I feel really confident in this shirt. Um, and that's why I wore it. Stripes are totally my thing for 2020. Compliment yourself. Be your best friend. Whenever you have yourself as a best friend, you're not alone, right? And just kind of talking to yourself like that and putting yourself into a positive environment mentally could help you get through the situation. And also, just don't forget, you guys, if you're somewhere and you do feel overwhelmed, do not be afraid to leave. If you've exhausted all these other resources, you've tried breathing, you've tried including yourself, you've tried topics of discussion, and you just feel like, you know, I just, I can't do this. Do not be afraid to be like, hey, you know, I tried this. I'm really proud of myself. I made a step forward. And go, go about your day and go try something else. Do not put yourself and keep yourself in a high-stress situation because you feel like you owe it to yourself. If you got out there and you tried, remember that's a huge step for you and you'll do better next time. You are in charge of yourself, you guys. So don't ever forget that. If No one can make you do something that you do not want to do. But don't be afraid to, you know, 
try new things and to explore because when we explore and try new things we open ourselves up to new possibilities okay you guys so my challenge to you for 2020 is to go to something that you wouldn't have normally gone to that you would have avoided and see how you feel afterwards okay okay bestie i am so sad to have to go trust me I've had so much fun, but rest assured, I will be back to hang out next week, and I cannot wait. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you guys take a moment to smile, have a little bit of giggle, and go on about your day. If you feel as though this podcast truly made you have a good time, please feel free to share it, you guys. Maybe your friends would enjoy it, too. Um, And if you really like it, feel free to push the follow button. That follow button will grant you access to knowing whenever a new episode comes out so we can continue to hang because, you know, you totally are my future bestie. And if you had any comments or anything pertaining to the episode, please feel free to leave a review. I would love to read it and see what you guys think. As always, you guys, look forward to seeing you. Bye, bestie. Thank you.